Hello, and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. That's me, spoiler alert, and this show is meant to help you make creativity the filter for your whole life, claim the word creative, redefine your relationship with fear, aka take it out of the driver's seat, and step into the full essence of who you are. And as you do that, I'm doing it along with you. I have to say that through these amazing guests we've had and through my own creative process, I really feel that this year I've been able to do that in a lot of ways. But putting out a big project into the world will test you on every single level. And so today I'm doing a solo show and I want to talk with you about the emotional roller coaster that is putting out a project you've worked for over four years on. It's like birthing a baby after you held it in your womb for four years. That would be way worse. But this is also hard on a spiritual level. <laughs> so that project is my music. I've talked with you about it a lot. This fall, I'm releasing my first recorded music out into the world. I actually picked a date and you're the first one to hear this, but it's going to be coming out my single Road to Glory on November 8th. So that's one day before I speak about creativity at the Pretty Thing Tour. And then I also have a solo show that I'm going to be playing on November 11th, which was my grandparents' anniversary, very special date to me, 11-11. And it's going to be at 8.30 p.m. at Bar Lubitsch. So if you're in the L.A. area, I really hope you'll come support live music, support me in this endeavor, and just come give me a hug and tell me about all the creative projects you're working on. But before we can get there, there's some things that need to be done. <laughs> and this past week was definitely a test to my sanity and just this whole creative process in general. It's scary as hell putting out something that you care this much about into the world. And obviously I've done it with my podcast, but the podcast was like a 10-month process. So, so this is a four-year process. So it's like four times as vulnerable and four times as much buildup, and there's a lot going into it. And if you're putting something out in the world, I just want to tell you that every single emotion you're feeling is valid, and you got to really take care of yourself as you go through this process. It's easy to get so wrapped up in the work and what you're putting out there that you forget that without you, without the creator, without having that foundation of self-care, there is no work. And that's something I've consistently forgotten this year. And it's really been hitting ahead for me this week. And I, I mean, last week when we spoke at the top of the show and I did my creative check and I talked about how I've been bottling things up. Well, I think this week I let everything out, but it was overwhelming um, with how much emotion I was letting out. And it it was also a realization of how little I've done to take care of myself. So my first piece of advice to you and to me is if you're in the middle of a creative process, you have to make time for self-care and you have to make time for fun and enjoyment, enjoying life, following what, what feels good to you. Because if you don't do that, you're going to reach a point. For me, it was, you know, four and a half, five weeks out from releasing this project where you just flip a lid <laughs> And I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to spare you the gritty details, but last Sunday was a really dark day and it was one spiral to the next, to the next. I mean, 
I had a bunch of friends who were disappointing me that I needed support from either with my music or my podcast. And I felt like they just weren't there for me. And then I went to someone to tell them about what I was going through, who was a really important person in my life. And they projected their anxiety onto me. So then I spiraled further and I just repeatedly was getting too engaged with social media, which I know is terrible. I mean, there's tons of studies out there how bad it is for our brain. I know it's bad for my brain. And so you're looking at all these people who are doing the things that you want to do and also just not living in the real world. And then I kept thinking about everything I had to do with for the project instead of just doing it. And so there was a lot of stuff that was going on. So I decided finally, like end of the day, I'm like, I just need to go to bed. I'm going to watch an episode of The Office, go to bed. Everything will be better in the morning. It was to an extent, but I was still feeling pretty down and pretty alone. And the the people that I felt like I'd reached out for for help, I didn't know if they were capable of giving it to me. And so anyway, I, you know, I'm like, I got to push through, got to push through. I'm working. I have a conversation with my music video director. And she says, you know, I think we should change the space. Like I think that, oh, and I didn't mention that my music video is going to be filmed on October 12th. So that's really coming up. Like now it's less than two weeks away. And so this was last Monday that we spoke. She's like, I think we should change the space that we're actually filming in. We're filming in a studio here in LA. She thought this one would be better. We go, we look at it. It looks good. She calls me back later. And basically like something that we had agreed upon together when I signed the contract was that she would help me make some of the scenery for the the shoot. And like the original intent was she was going to actually like formally make everything and paint everything and then bring it to the set. But this place actually had some of the scenery we needed. So all we needed to do was paint it. But in this scenario, she was saying she no longer felt like she could help me with that piece of it because it was extra time. And she felt like, you know, that that was something I could handle myself. And at that point, I just felt hurt because it was something that we had agreed upon. It was something that I had felt was like, it was a written and verbal contract that we had made. It wasn't in the actual contract I signed, but it just didn't feel an in integrity with the agreement we had made and, and really who she was as a person. So I was like super bummed about that. And I was like, you know, I felt like I made the right choice, but now I'm like questioning everything. But I'm like, I just need to talk with her. And also everything was going to be a lot more expensive than we had originally thought, which does happen like budgets adjust. But anyway, I basically called my dad freaking out and I'm like, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh, I've like invested all this money because I mean like the music video is one thing, but then I've invested all this money into the actual recording of the CD and I'm about to hire a publicist to help me get, you know, eyes and ears on this project and actually get it out there. And I was just panicking because I'm like, what if I invest all this money into this thing and it doesn't go anywhere and it's all for nothing. Like I did it and I put so much money into it. And like, I'm thinking like, you know, I could have invested this money into anything. Why did I choose to invest it into this? Cause it felt like everything was falling apart at that point. And my dad gave me some of the best advice I've ever gotten. And this was the same day that all that stuff happened with the music video. And he said, first of all, give her the benefit of the doubt which I was going to do anyway, but he's like, give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure that it's just some miscommunication. And the other thing he said about the money was, Lauren, okay, with this music video, 
What's the worst thing that could happen? Worst case scenario, you have an amazing video that you're so proud of and that you get to share on your social media and YouTube and that you get to keep for the rest of your life. He said, best case scenario, the video goes super viral and it's going to help make the song a hit. He's like, either way, that's not a bad investment. You can't lose. And I just want to give a minute for my dad. My dad has always been an amazing father, but I swear to you, he's become an even more amazing father as I become an adult. He's become an incredible adult parent. And that's some of the best advice I've ever gotten. And I want to share it with you because if you're thinking like, oh, I don't know if I can put my money into something. Believe me, I'm not above it. I literally had a full-on panic attack the other day. But I got another affirmation of it when I was producing Girl Boss last week, and I heard a great quote on it about investing in your dreams. One of the guests was talking about how she pulled money out of her savings to start her jewelry company, which, by the way, is this was in 2005, I believe. It's now in 2019, a multi-million dollar company. But she said, what better way to blow your money than on your dream? And it was just, and it was an incredible affirmation, but the, the, the takeaway is like money will always come, but your passion and your project are relevant now. Is there a chance you could lose it? Sure. But instead you got to focus on what you're doing for yourself and what, what's a real risk in investing in yourself. As long as you're not taking an obscene amount of money out that you don't have, or that like, if you can't pay back within two weeks, you're, you're going to be out on the streets, that's a different scenario. But if it's you're taking money out of your savings to invest in yourself, you're never going to regret that. And it's sometimes we just need a reminder. So just remember, investing in yourself is something you will never, ever, ever regret. You will regret not doing it, but you won't regret investing in yourself. So anyway, long story short, the next day after I have that talk with my dad, I call my director And we have a really open-hearted discussion. I tell her, you know, when this happened, it made me feel unsafe and it made me feel scared and like maybe I couldn't count on you. And the part of the reason why I hired her not only is because she had the most amazing pitch and she's such a visionary, but because she's such an incredible person. And as soon as I explained to her my point of view and what happened, she heard it she got it. She apologized. She said, you know, I'm so sorry. I didn't see it that way, but I totally understand where you're coming from and I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to help you paint those pieces. And so my takeaway from that is like, I knew that part of why I was hiring her was not only because she was this incredible talent, but also because she was an incredible person. And it is so unbelievably important to work with people of integrity who get you not only as a creator, but as a person, as an emotional being, as a spiritual being. And you have to just choose collaborators who are solid human beings and good communicators and who, when faced with a tough situation, do the right thing. People who don't make decisions that are selfish, who make decisions that are good for the art. And good, if, especially if you're the client, that are good for the client. You know, obviously you don't want to put them in peril, but if it's something that was agreed upon and circumstances change... You know, she did the right thing by standing by me. And I will never forget that as long as I live and always, always be there for her. I mean, I would have anyway, but especially now. So after that, I felt a lot more free. I mean, like I had that great talk with my dad, 
the music video was back on track. I locked down the studio. Like everything's set. The budget is finalized. The only thing we have to figure out is the food. If you have any ideas on how to get some cheap food going on for <laughs> cheap but healthy for the music video, just holler at your girl. But getting back to the original problem, which is that I was overwhelmed, feeling unsupported, and feeling like I wasn't enjoying my life, I had to really like be honest with myself and ask what parts of that I was in control with. So one thing was, as much as I think it is important to ask for help, I think you also have to ask for help from the right people. I asked for help from people, from a few people that weren't equipped to give me support, emotional or literal support. And once they didn't do that, I still didn't take the hint. You know, I kept coming back for more, like hoping they'd be different the second time around. When you're in the midst of releasing something, your time is super, super precious. You shouldn't be wasting it banging on a a closed door or a revolving door. That's just going to lead you to the same place again and again and again. So yeah, choose really, really wisely on who you go to for help and make sure that they're capable of holding space for you in a way that's generous. Only share what you're working through with people like that. Another thing was I was focusing on like everything I had to do and all the worry around it and how concerned I was and whether or not I'm doing the right thing, you know, and like part of that's anxiety. And I've got my own like little lists of things you can do for anxiety and that I would be happy to share with you. But instead of like thinking about how hard all the work is going to be, just do the work. (laughs) It seems simple, but I think I waste a lot of time about thinking about how hard something's going to be or how miserable it might be, or I don't want to do this instead of just doing it and getting it over with. You actually spend more time on the task than you would have if you just did it in the first place, you know? For instance, I really wanted to get a stylist for the shoot, but I knew I didn't have the budget for a typical stylist. Usually stylists, I guess, are like between $1,000 and $1,200 a day. Definitely didn't have the budget for that. I had the budget for like a $400 stylist. And I knew that the whole time. But instead of trying to get someone right off the bat, I thought of like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And I knew what I wanted to do, but I just ruminated on the thought instead of just doing it. And then once I put it into action, I found a bunch of options right away because I did a trade. So I this is another little good hack. If you have a really small budget, think about the skill set you do have, like pay what you can and then barter the rest. You know, bartering still matters, especially if you have a tangible skill set. I'm going to do media coaching for the guys I hired, and I'm also going to have them on the podcast. They're amazing. But barter what you can and pay for the rest. But anyway, that's a side note. Like if I had just kind of come to that idea from the beginning, because I did have it from the beginning, I could have knocked that off my to-do list weeks ago. But, you know, sometimes when we're so wrapped up with so many things, we're not thinking straight. But if you can just remember... When you're overwhelmed with work, just focus on doing one task at a time. Instead of thinking how hard everything will be, just do the work one task at a time and you'll be in a much better spot. And then also to the point of not enjoying life enough, Abraham Hicks has been something that has been tremendously helpful to me the past few months and I've just recently started listening if you don't know who she is. So her name is Esther, but she channels these energies called Abraham and it's basically like these angelic energies that come through her, as far as I understand. So the work she does is called Abraham Hicks, even though her name is Esther Hicks. It's all kind of confusing. It sounds far out, but I swear to you, it works. But she's got really great information on the law of attraction. And one thing she's constantly saying is focus on feeling good. 
and to follow your instinct. So I've been doing that. Last week, there were a lot of times when I probably, quote unquote, should have been working hard on my website or my bio or, you know, all the different things you need to get done. But I realized that I was going to have a lot more success if instead I went on a little adventure around Burbank with my boyfriend or I watched an episode of Russian Doll. You know, like there's certain things, there's certain times in life when you need to work and there's certain times in life where your brain needs to rest. And you know what? Those moments are a lot closer together than we normally think. So take the time. And most of all, honor yourself for how scary it is to put something out there, but also realize like the worst that could possibly happen is you take a chance on yourself, which always leads to something more beautiful. Just putting something out there is a sign to the universe that you're ready for more. When I stepped forward with this podcast, I know for a fact so many opportunities came to me that wouldn't have otherwise. I don't think I ever would have gotten to speak at the Girl Boss Rally. I wouldn't get to speak at the Pretty Thing Tour coming up about creativity. I wouldn't have gotten those auditions for acting. I wouldn't have gotten a bunch of different music things that I've gotten coming through. And I wouldn't have gotten to meet all these incredible people who've enriched my life and my inner circle so much. You know, every time you step forward and do something, no matter what, even if it's not the direct impact you think it's going to be, you get something amazing from stepping forward and believing in yourself. If nothing else, you get your own self-respect, which is sometimes the hardest thing to earn. I hope this was helpful in some way. You know, the hard thing with these solo episodes I've been feeling too is... The inner asshole is so prevalent (laughs) and makes her little presence known so much when I'm doing these ones. Like the whole time I'm battling myself. It's like I'm halfway between like, this is good information that I want to share. And who are you to be talking? You shouldn't be saying that. What's wrong with you? Why do you think that anyone care what you have to say? So it's a constant struggle. And I know many of you battle with those mean ass voices too, but I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me and helping me build my confidence in this way because using my voice is something I really long to do and I really feel called to do and I have since I was a little girl and it hasn't been until I've been an adult where these mean voices have popped up in my head but I'm pushing through this because I need to do what I say I'm going to do and take fear out of the driver's seat so I need to take my own advice And I'm going to keep doing these episodes because they push me. If there's something that I could talk about that would be helpful to you, let me know. Oh, one of our amazing listeners did reach out and ask. She had just started a new job and was wondering what I do for anxiety. So I do want to share it with you just in case it's helpful. My first thing I mentioned was meditate, Abraham Hicks. Um, My favorite one's from Abraham Hicks are the ones for abundance and the one for general well-being. I can post those on Twitter. Try doing it in the morning before looking at your phone, tapping. Shout out to Gala Darling. That really does help. Also, I need to talk to other people. That's a big thing. Maybe that's part of why these shows are so hard for me. But if I stay alone in my head for too long, I can start to spin a very different version of reality from what's really true. The Office is my anti-anxiety. The show, not like an office. A regular office is actually anxiety to me. But the show, The Office, is anti-anxiety. And I've also been taking this thing called Lavella. So it's a lavender essential oil that you can take internally. It's actually been studied. My doctor recommended it to me to help me decrease stress because I have high cortisol levels. 
And finally, the thing that will help you most quickly is gratitude. So expressing gratitude to yourself, the universe, to whatever is good in your life. Like it could literally be as simple as like, I'm so glad I have legs. I'm so glad I can taste things. I can smell. And being proud of yourself for whatever you're doing, especially if it's something that's scaring you. Be proud of yourself that you went forward despite the fact that you were petrified. And then I think the final thing really is focusing on what feels good and daydreaming. Daydreaming about what your ideal life will be. A lot of times anxiety is like thinking about, oh my God, what could happen? What could happen? What could happen? But like instead, take the positive version of that. What could happen? What could happen? What could happen? What if I make this music video and it goes viral and the song becomes a hit and I get to tour all around America? What if I make so much money from this music that I get to buy a house with a pool? What if I feel at peace? What if I do all these things and it's been super scary and super stressful and it's all worth it? What if it's not stressful anymore? What if it's blissful. And just one good feeling thought leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. This is all stuff that Esther Hicks talks about, but it's really helped me this week. And after that conversation happened between me and my director on Wednesday, like the rest of the week really has been great because I've been focusing on things that actually make me feel good and taking care of myself and focusing on forward progress instead of thinking about forward progress and, oh my gosh, how am I going to make that happen? Actually like working on it. So I hope that if you have a project you're putting out, you know you're not alone. Please reach out to me if you have any questions, concerns, things you want me to address on the show. I so appreciate you listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being my friend in my head and also on the internet. And I just really feel honored to be in community with you and appreciate you holding space for me and being so so supportive of me. If you like the show, please give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show grow. It gets it on the Apple Podcast charts. It's a big deal. It means a lot. And if you actually do it and you take a screen grab of it, I'd love to share it. Follow the show on Spotify. While you're listening, take a screen grab of what you're listening to and then tag at Unleash Your Inner Creative and at Lauren LaGrasso and I'll repost them on both accounts. And My wish for you this week is that you focus on what feels good. You take care of yourself. Give yourself that foundation. And if you are working on putting out a project, no matter how big or how small, you realize that no matter what happens, because you believed in yourself, more good will come. The universe sees what you've done to step forward into your light and you're protected. I believe in you. Thanks for listening. I'll talk with you next week.